This is the Politics and More podcast. I'm David Remnick. Since the beginning of her career, the actress Maggie Gyllenhaal has pushed at the boundaries of how sexuality is depicted on the screen. Her first starring role was in the 2002 movie Secretary, about a troubled young woman who enters a sadomasochistic relationship with her creepy boss. It's a romantic comedy that was completely unsettling. Many acclaimed indie movies followed, and a few years ago, Gyllenhaal became a star and an executive producer of The Deuce. That's the HBO drama about the porn industry created by David Simon and George Pelicanos. Gyllenhaal plays Candy, a prostitute who sees an opportunity in doing porn films and then eventually makes her way into directing them. The third season of The Deuce and its final season starts next month. Gyllenhaal spoke with our staff writer Lauren Collins last fall, live in conversation at the New Yorker Festival. So as an executive producer, you see um, the dailies. Is that, you don't I have dailies see, on it, I see um, early drafts early. of the script, and then I also see early cuts. Early cuts. Yes. Okay, I'm really curious um, how it's been for you to have that kind of extra creative power yeah. um, on the show. T- can you talk about a time? Tell us a note you've made. I'm going to tell a story about episode three. There's a scene um, where Candy, you know, she's been making porn, but she wants to make a, she wants to make a really good movie. It's fine for her if it's porn, but she wants it to be good. And um, she doesn't want mob money. So she goes out to California and she tries a, uh, for a number of reasons, and she tries to get money from this real Hollywood producer, and she she's really confident in her project, and she has a great meeting with this guy, and um, at the end of it, he says he'll give her $10,000, which is a fraction of what she said in the previous scene she needs. She says she needs two hundred dollars to $300,000. Uh, he'll give her ten grand if she, if she gives him a blowjob. What story? A little Red Riding Hood. It's not bad. Yeah, it could practically bring the whole family. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but uh, you're probably a little too old to play Little Red. So I'm guessing the grandmother? No, I'm the director. Actress director, right? No. Behind the camera, that's all. Candy, this is a business. People aren't buying tickets to see the director's credit. So you're saying what? I'm an investor. I have to be smart about where I put my money. So? So what, you're not gonna pony up unless I fuck on film? Well, I haven't seen your recent stuff, but I'm sure you still look great. Tell you what, I'll write you a check for 10 grand and 10% of the action right now if you come over here and suck my cock while I'm doing it. David told me about that scene early on. And with David, I always have a running kind of conversation going on set when we see each other about um, what's coming up and what's, you know, whatever cut I've just seen, whatever. So he says, oh, okay, coming up, is I'm thinking about this. And he says, I think she should tell him to fuck off and she should leave. And I said, she can't do that. 
she has to do it. And he, he was like, I was also thinking that, you know, I mean, it's not like, it's not like totally my idea or right. something. You know, he was, he was, he was on either side, but he was testing out on me. Okay. She, she walks out and blows him off. I mean, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I was like, no, no, she can't. Because of course, how do I put this? Um, it's much less usual that we as women have been asked to actually give a blowjob for money. But many women have been asked to compromise themselves in much subtler ways and have done it. And, why and we don't get to hear the stories of when people say yes. Exactly. Either. But think in your own mind about, I mean, I'm sure you didn't do what Candy did, but maybe you did. But, but, <laughs> but I mean, ways in which you look back and you go, oh my God, how did I, how, how did I like laugh at that joke or stay in that meeting or do put that shirt on or whatever. Right that we've all done. And I was like, why, why does Candy get to be better than us? <laughs> you know, she's, she's not better than us, she's the same. And so, and I said, but you have to have the moment with her after. That's what you have to have, please. Right. So that I get to have, you get to have a moment with her after. You get to see what it cost her. You get to have, and it, it meant a lot to me. So we shoot it. I'm really pleased with all of it. And then we shoot a scene at the end of the episode where I've got the um, check. And the scene's just written. I've got the check. And I don't know. I take it out and look at it or something. But as we were shooting it, somehow I had this song in my head. Who is it? Uh, Cardi B, maybe? <laughs> That's like, I got money moves. You know that song? And I that was is like, definitely Cardi B. Cardi B. And I was like, it's not just that Candy's thinking like, oh yes, I made this money or something. No, it's all sorts of things, but there's a part of her that's like, I'm gonna make my movie, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, but all the other things are included in it too. So anyway, I'm all happy with all that, how strange it is and unusual and it doesn't fit into a box, you mm -hmm. know? And um, then I get to set shooting episode four. Actually, I was shadowing the director on episode four, so I was there all the time. And the um, and uh, somebody said to me, um, I think we're going to cut that scene after the blowjob. And um, I, I thought about it. I thought, okay, maybe they're right. Maybe you don't need it. And I went back and watched it. I thought a lot about it. And then I explained to them, I said, look, this is why our show is current. Mm -hmm. You see the cost, you, you have to see the cost to the woman who's done this thing. And, um, and, the, and George said to me, he said, I don't, okay. He said, I don't understand though why she's okay with it in the room, then not okay with it after, and then kind of okay with it again in her apartment. And I was like, okay, that, that's what I'm talking about, about a feminine perspective. Trust me on this one. It isn't yeah. a, a, a linear, and look, I understand that like many men, including George Pelicanos, don't think in like a straight linear line. I mean, many, many men I know, my husband, my brother, my, you know, but there's something about the way that like um, narrative is set up that I think usually requires that. And I was like, right, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm right. not doing that. Well, I'm so interested. I mean, you find yourself doing this show that is just all about what we're all thinking about yes, right now. I mean, I know. you know, sex, power, the yeah. dynamic between the two, yeah. um, feminism, exploitation, all of these things. What's the conversation going on at the Deuce about, you know, reality and your show and the way that they intertwine? 
that is what the show's about. The right. show is about what's on everyone's mind right now. I mean, look, if you took look at the scene that I just described, in some ways, how little has changed. I heard you say on NPR that um, you all had created kind of a new job on this set and hired an intimacy coordinator um, who, it, it sounds kind of funny, but it's not. It's really an interesting and good idea, it seems like. So the idea, right, is that, like, if you're doing a fight scene, there's a... A fight coordinator, what's that person yeah. called? A fight coordinator. And if you're doing like sex scenes all day long, yeah. yeah, you also need somebody to ask people, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? Like, is this all going okay? And um, so, I mean, you, you all have taken steps, right, to try to make sure that that environment. Um, yeah, is- I mean, basically, this is, you know, like what I'm talking about, people sort of waking up and going, whoa, wait, why did I do? Why did I accept this? And why did I accept this? And our president gets to say out loud, uh, you can grab women by their pussy if you have enough power and nobody cares and they just elect him president anyway. Or, you know, we, I think we just started going like, whoa, what? Um, and the, because of all that, at that time, um, I was in some meetings with other actresses and we were talking about... Are these like kind of the meetings when you were setting up Time's Up, the legal defense fund, or it was just very early on, like ca- before that. Okay, kind of casual. Uh, I just was like invited to a couple of meetings and went and listened to you know, and 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 spoke with women who I really admired, who did who are actresses. And one of the things we were talking about was yeah, it was sex scenes, um, and how yeah. On a, when you do a stunt, even if someone like just pretends to slap you or whatever, there's always a stunt coordinator there. There's always somebody there who is looking out to make sure that you're physically safe. And there's not with sex scenes. Mm. And, um, and why not? And we also talked about things like just the way it is on a set. Uh, often they're like, we don't have any time. Is it cool if you just get wired for sound just like right here? Or just, you know, do it here. Which means you pull your shirt up and someone's got their hands up your bra Mm. and then maybe you have to open your pants and put a... And, you know, um, if you have experience and if you know the sound guy really well because you've been working all the time or you're powerful, it's easy to say, no, I I don't actually feel comfortable here. Let's go back to my trailer or do you Mm. mind if we go in this private room? But if you are 22 and you've got two lines and you're psyched to have the gig and you're like, oh, this is how you do it? Okay. And someone's then got their hands up your shirt, you know? And we were all like, yeah, that's not right. I never even thought of that. You know, little things with hundreds of things like that where you're like, right. So I was surprised to um, hear you say in describing these meetings, maybe these early meetings, but also meetings that took place when you all were organizing um, Time's Up that... I wasn't an organizer of Time's Up. I was a... You were a signatory. Uh, Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, But you said something about, yeah, it was really amazing being in a room with all these smart, interesting women. And I was surprised. Like, I would think that happens a lot. Are kind of, you know... No, I felt when I was there, I was just at two meetings. I guess what I'm saying is just do do women in Hollywood, like, not get together a lot? Has there been... Actresses. There's a kind of a thing, I think, where you're like, well, I'm in direct competition Uh with these five people all the time. And not really. Like, I don't... Like, most of the people who get jobs that I want, I think are 
really good, right. you know? So, and I do have like just real respect for it. And, um, and yet there's a kind of a weird thing. Cause writers, up. we have like nothing better to do than hang out with each other all the yeah. time. <laughs> I was like, are they a girl? Like, Hollywood Girls Night Out. But also, you, like, you work together in a yeah. publication. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I I guess I knew some people who I had worked with, uh, but... Um, do you think there's been a mounting sense of solidarity amongst women? Yeah. You can say no. No, I do think <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, I do, in general. Right. Yeah. And, and, and in Hollywood, too. Yeah, I, I think so. Let's talk about directing. So this Ferrante um, adaptation that you're doing. I uh, feel like something about what's happening in the world right now has shifted my thinking about whether or not I can direct or mm. can begin to think about directing. And I also feel like playing candy. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> that shifted me in terms of feeling like I could direct. And so I asked I just went to the source. I How was does like, one go to Elena Ferrante? <laughs> Elena Ferrante. Because she is just a pen name, you know, she's yeah. anonymous. Um, I, we went to her publisher uh -huh. and, uh, and I, they said, you need to write to her. And I, right before I turned 40, last November, I spent a few weeks writing this letter to Elena Ferrante. <laughs> As as one would. <laughs> I mean, to me, I was like. Did you have it? Did you then have it translated, or? I didn't. I let uh -huh. her do do that, and and Goldstein maybe. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I but I. I said what I wanted to say to her about how I imagined the lost daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, she came back and said, "You can have the rights, but you have to direct it." I'm only giving the rights to you to direct. And um, I said I wanted to direct it, but, th but really there was a moment a few months later where I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. What if we can't finance it with me directing it? And what if, uh, what if something happens? And they, she said, no. My paraphrase of this is do whatever you want of it, but it better be really good. But what she wrote was, <laughs> women, women have to contribute to an artistic genealogy of our own that stands up in terms of intelligent refinement, skill, richness of invention, emotional density to the male tradition. No pressure. Um, but it, it makes me want to cry, actually, incredible. because it's like, it's like a woman who I admire basically saying, like, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And who better? than her. So anyway, Veronte also was, I uh, had that same experience where I was like, whoa, this is, uh, this is going in pure. Like I'm, I have never heard these things articulated before. I, I remember like, I, I, there was one point where I was like, this woman is so fucked up. And then I was like, I totally relate to her. <laughs> what, what point was and, that? I don't know. I mean like 20 million <laughs> right. times in those books. and. And, and I've never heard this said out loud before, and I'm comforted by hearing it said out loud. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in, in Days of Abandonment, I dropped that book and couldn't pick it up for a couple days. Um, I want to walk a tightrope where you can't fall off either edge. Right. And I want to I wanna be constantly considering, like from an emotional place, how to tell the story so you don't fall off the edge. Mm -hmm. And yet, even though I think that's how I always thought about all of it, there's been times I've been an actress for hire and I popped in and I did my thing, but almost never. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't get asked to do that very much. 
I think those are lucrative jobs, and I wish sometimes <laughs> they would ask me. <laughs> but anyway, she's available. Uh, um, uh, but so then, I but I still never felt like interested in directing, maybe, or like I could direct. And I'll I have a long way bit. to go. I'm adapting the screenplay. Um, I I have to say, for me, where my work is always collaborative, where I'm always Okay, this is what I know I need in this scene. How do I, how do I get it? How do I um, have this conversation? Or maybe I just change the line. And you know, it's always either a conversation or some kind of complicated collaboration to just get to um, sit by myself and go as slow as I want and take as much time as I want and just consider is like heaven. <laughs> so that's where my heart is right now, to be honest. And I, I would, I'm about two thirds of the way through the adaptation. Do you have any intention of acting in it? No, no, I think that's too much for me. Um, but I'm fascinated, I have to say, to work with an incredible actress I have so much experience of being directed and what feels good to me mm. and what doesn't. And I'm so interested to observe someone and support someone going through something difficult. It feels like you'll have the opportunity to kind of pay it forward, you know, from Elena Ferrante to you I will. to whoever this Well, also, have you is. noticed, I don't know if you noticed, I feel like Candy is such a kind director. Things go wrong. She like takes care of her actors. She, you know, even in season one, she like makes sure they're fed. I mean, that's the bare minimum, obviously, but <laughs> on a porn set, that doesn't, that you can't take that for granted. Um, but I believe in kindness. I think about the act, the directors. I mean, Scott Cooper, I remember one day I was doing this difficult scene with Jeff Bridges early on, and he just came up to me and he was like, I, I love you. <laughs> I was like, Oh, good. <laughs> you know, you just feel that's important to feel loved. It's important to feel seen and appreciated and respected and loved. And um, so I'm anticipating, I'm looking forward to being able to do that to somebody else. Maggie, thank you so much yeah. for being here today. Thank you. Thank you.